Buffalo definitely got sold a bill of goods. Uh, it was a sort of waste of its time. I guess there are, you could technically say that there are about 1,500 jobs that might not be there otherwise, but I'd say that Buffalo probably could have invested a billion dollars more effectively uh, than, than, putting it into, than putting it into this. When plans were announced for a solar panel manufacturing plant in South Buffalo, then-Governor Andrew Cuomo described the project as a game-changer. Based on the promise of not only a gleaming new plant and more than 1,400 jobs, but a whole new clean energy sector that would employ thousands more, Cuomo touted nearly $1 billion of state tax dollars into building and equipping the project. But has it delivered as promised? Investigative post J. Dale Shoemaker dug deep to answer that question. Officials from Tesla refused requests for interviews. Officials from the State Economic Development Agency that oversees the project did the same. They went further, slow-walking requests for records submitted under the Freedom of Information Law. Internal documents revealed thousands of pages of records and emails, many of them culled from a lawsuit shareholders had filed against Tesla CEO Elon Musk. More answers came through interviews with Tesla employees and industry analysts. Shoemaker's conclusion? Based on extensive reporting, Tesla has not delivered. For Investigative Post, I'm Garrett Looker, and this is Reporter's Notebook. All right, so Dale, let's get into it. Um, tell me, what new information have you found through your reporting on uh, Tesla? What, what's happening? Yeah, thanks for having me back on the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so... What we're doing with this story is we were trying to figure out what exactly was going on inside the factory. Mm -hmm. And this matters, of course, because New York state taxpayers paid to build this place. And how much did they pay to build the place? Uh, $959 million. So nearly a billion dollars coming out of nearly a billion parts. dollars to build this thing. So we wanted to know, I think rightly, what is going on inside this factory. Mm -hmm. um, there have been uh, bits and pieces of this reported uh, in the past, um, but what our reporting found is that the jobs that were promised, which were jobs in solar manufacturing, so making solar panels or making some other solar energy type product, right. those are significantly reduced, uh, less than a quarter of the workforce within that factory now. Instead, what Tesla has done at its factory in South Buffalo is they've kind of used it as a catch-all for various Tesla needs. Um, so we're talking people building chargers for the electric cars, um, those uh, charging things that look like a gas pump that you might see you know, at the gas station, right. Um, right. parts uh, that go inside of those. Um, they're also sitting at desks, and they are working on the algorithm for the self-driving vehicle software that Tesla's working on. And now that might sound like a high-end, you know, uh, advanced degree required uh, software job. It's not. These are uh, entry-level high school diploma only jobs uh, where people are sitting at desks um, looking at images captured by cameras um, from other self-driving cars and basically labeling those images to tell the computer, you know, that's what a stop sign looks like. You know, that's what a turning lane looks like things like that. So and the... only and only 300 to 400 of the jobs in this factory out of more than 1600 
deal with solar manufacturing directly. So you're, you're saying that your reporting, your research has found that a few years ago, the promise of these high-paying manufacturing jobs coming to Buffalo, they're not there? I mean, we're only talking about, you said, 300 to 400? Yeah, so that which is about which is less than a quarter of the total workforce here. Really? And so what was promised, uh, what Andrew Cuomo, uh, former governor, promised was that this factory was going to be the seed of a whole new clean energy sector in Buffalo. Hmm. Uh, the state under his leadership had done a similar project in the Albany region, uh, where they did uh, it's the sort of build it and they will come model where they seeded an industry for microchips uh, and semiconductors in the Albany area. And today there are several, uh, several companies there that seem to be very successful that have very high-paying manufacturing jobs in that space. So it worked in Albany? Seemingly, yes. Hmm. Um, and they wanted to replicate it here in Buffalo with clean energy. The thinking being mm. that if we start with solar panels, then other sorts of clean energy manufacturing will follow along. We'll have a whole supply chain here, and we will have thousands. That's that's the that's what they said. Thousands of jobs, really, uh, in the clean energy sector in Buffalo. What we got instead was a single Tesla factory that has only a few hundred jobs directly in the solar energy Interesting. sector. Interesting. Interesting. Well, how how did you come across this new information? Sure. So we had to, uh, or what I had to do was um, dig through thousands of pages of records. Um, these included documents uh, that were turned up in a lawsuit that Tesla shareholders filed against Elon Musk a couple of years ago. Uh, these were thousands of pages of emails that uh, other people have gotten through the Freedom of Information Law here in New York and uh, shared online. Uh, these were my own FOIL requests. Um, and I also spoke with a handful of workers um, and analysts as well who, who study the space. So um, after, after you came across these internal documents and your, um, your, your FOIA requests were returned, um, were, I'm assuming you went to the state and that you went to Tesla officials. Did they, ha did they give you any information regarding the things that you found? They did not. And that is uh, something that's really important to highlight here is that Neither Tesla, the company, nor the state agencies that are overseeing the company or in this factory here in New York have been forthcoming with any of this information. They have never held a press conference to say, hey, our original plans have fallen through and we're going to be doing something different here. They've never uh, said up front, you know, we're not going to be making the signature solar roof product here anymore. We're going to be doing other things for, for Tesla. Um, instead, they have refused interview requests, they've delayed FOIL, uh, FOIL requests, and they've really tried to obfuscate what is going on there um, by painting mm -hmm. a very rosy picture that everything is fine. Uh, there's an email that we cite in the story uh, from 2019 in which a state official is coaching Tesla uh, officials on what to say to reporters like me when we ask about what's going inside. Really? Uh, to say... So the state is helping Tesla. In that, in that particular moment you're, you're citing, the state is helping Tesla help, or excuse me, helping Tesla speak with reporters like yourself. Sure. They are, they are coaching them on saying, uh, in case you get any, you know, pesky reporters asking uh, about what's going on inside, just say that you are in R&D mode, uh, that... 
there are uh, going to be some some setbacks in that in that whole process. Wow. Uh, so that we you know don't say as we found now that the solar jobs there are really not there. Hmm. So if the state and if Tesla isn't necessarily being as forthcoming as uh, the public or as a journalist may hope for, um, how did you get some information? Who did you talk to? Yeah, so uh, the biggest uh, the biggest piece of reporting that we have here is some interviews with uh, current and former employees who have worked at the plant. Um, one of those employees, uh, a man by the name of Christopher Stout, uh, he actually contacted me with, with concerns about what was going on there. Hmm. Um, other employees I found uh, through other means um, of just figuring out who, who had worked there in the past or who currently works there, um, reaching out to people and, and getting them to, uh, to speak with us. And what those employees told me um, furthered what we had, what was hinted in the documents, that things at the factory weren't what was promised. Yeah. Um, and of course, this being a podcast about how we do our jobs as journalists, um, I'm really interested in this, uh, finding those voices. Um, I know you said that Stout had reached out to you, um, but the other voices, the other employees, and maybe not just for this story, but as you, you curate these sources, as you build on with your reporting, how do you keep your, your finger on the pulse of these, these big corporations, these big jobs that are happening in Erie County? How do you, what do you do to keep your finger on that pulse? Um, so I mean, there's there's a bunch of different ways. Um, one is regularly go- regularly going to public meetings that are held mm-hmm. uh, regarding economic development. Another is um, talking with union leaders. Another is just talking with rank and file workers, people who whose jobs these are, who show up at these factories or these businesses, um, and they go to work every day. Um, and finding a handful of people, you know, not everybody wants to talk to a reporter, but some people are willing to. Um, sometimes uh, we, you know, give concessions that we won't publish their names. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to get anybody fired here. Right. Um, and just kind of checking in with them every once in a while and saying, how's, how's work? How's, uh, how's your life going? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important to, I mean, we talk with with politicians and we talk with um, with powerful leadership type people all the time in journalism, but how important is it to get those those regular people, their input, their voices into the story? How important is that to you? I think it's the most important thing ever, quite honestly. Really? Um, I mean, they are, the workers are the people who are showing up to work every day. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are making the product, who are doing doing the business that the businesses are doing. Um, they're the ones who are, you know, making the money for these companies. Um, and if something isn't going right with a company, they're the first people to know about it usually because it's, you know, them or, or their manager saying, hey, things are different now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes those changes are troublesome. And sometimes with troublesome changes, they want to speak out about them to say, look, I like my job. I like what I'm doing here. But the company is not doing the right thing. Hmm. And as we, we set up in the beginning here, um, you know, we eventually want to get down to why this is really important for uh, the people of Erie County, the people of Buffalo. Um, but I do want to ask you really quick, um, what was the toughest part of reporting the story on Tesla? Well, uh, aside from piecing through thousands of pages of documents, which is uh, I definitely would that's tough, yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely uh, time consuming. 
Um, probably just the frustration with uh, the state agencies, Empire State Development and Fort Schuyler uh, Management Corporation, um, not fulfilling our FOIL requests in a timely manner. Hmm. Uh, I mean, for the FOIL requests that I had filed for this story, uh, it took us appealing up to uh, a state appeals officer to compel them to release records. They wanted to delay and delay and delay. Um, and that was uh, unacceptable. We, we said that you need to furnish these public records to us uh, after we've asked for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lack of transparency, I think, is the most frustrating. And was there a moment that things kind of clicked for you um, with this story? Yeah. I mean, once, uh, once Empire State Development and Fort Schuyler, you know, coughed up the records we were asking for, mm-hmm. that was kind of the proof that we were looking for. I mean, by that point, I had spoken with uh, several workers. Uh, I had read through a bunch of other documents that were pointing in the direction that the solar jobs weren't there uh, as promised. Um, And when we got the records uh, from uh, Empire State Development, that was essentially proof that that we were right, that that the the conclusions that we were drawing were um, going in the right direction. Interesting. Okay, so a couple of years ago, uh, politicians in the state say that this is going to be groundbreaking uh, for the future of the area. Uh, for as you as you had mentioned, thousands of jobs in this part, this particular part of uh, the south side of Buffalo. Why is this important? If uh, Tesla isn't, if the state for one isn't talking and and giving information to the public, but number two, why is it important that uh, that Tesla didn't really fill these jobs? Well, to put it uh, succinctly, it's because the taxpayers paid for it. And how much did they pay for it? They paid, like we said earlier, almost a billion dollars. That is to uh, lay the groundwork. That is to hire the contractors. That's to build the building itself. That is to equip the building with uh, various pieces of equipment. Uh, And that's to get the whole thing off the ground. Um, This factory is a million two square feet. It's massive. It takes... uh, several seconds to drive past it. You know, I mean, you're speeding along in your car. Usually right. things go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. This takes a while to drive past. This is a massive building. Mm-hmm. And the state built it at no cost to Tesla. They really? built it for them. No, no cost to Tesla. They got Tax a free factory to move into. Really? Um, and in exchange, they are required to have a set number of jobs. Now, this is the asterisk on this. The state has never required the company to have a particular type of job uh, or a particular level of salary at this at this factory. So they're still hitting their job goal. Yeah. They're they just are, changing the different type of job that they're fitting that into. Right. And the and the state has let them do that. Um, huh. another, you know, wrinkle in all of this is that they have amended the agreement. Tesla Tesla and its, you know, subsidiaries over the years. Uh, it was originally Salivo Salivo was bought out by Solar City. Tesla buys out Solar City. Uh, Salivo is now a technically a subsidiary of Tesla, even though it doesn't really exist anymore. Huh. Uh, messy corporate jargon, um, but the state has amended that agreement with the uh, with Tesla at this point a dozen times. And in one of the amendments in 2015, they deliberately changed the number of manufacturing jobs down from 900 to 500. Uh, meaning that you have a factory where you're required to have about 1,500 people working total, 
only a third of them, per New York's agreement, have to be working in manufacturing. That means a thousand people at this factory can be doing whatever Tesla wants them to do. Hmm. So that's why we have today uh, the desk jobs. Like I said, this is people sitting in a computer earning, assuming minimum wage or, or the entry, the starting salary. It might, I think it's slightly above minimum wage mm-hmm. now. Um, looking at a computer, clicking through images and labeling, that's a yield sign. That's a stop sign. That's a pedestrian. Hmm. So as I have asked before, um, is the reporting done? here on Tesla, or do you think there's more to get at? I think that this reporting is an important measure of accountability um, because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we've never really had uh, a full accounting of what is going on in this factory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this will prompt the state to finally reckon with uh, what's going on there or if they will continue to obfuscate and uh, never fully account for the billion-dollar expenditure here. 